Mr. Brown has the medium room properly advertised. Yes, sir. Thumbs up from my IT people back there. Thank you, sir. Um, we asked Mr. Mosley if he would lead us in our invocation and our pledge. Please stand for invocation and pledge. I'd like to say good evening to everyone. Let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you for all your blessings. And we think about this Thanksgiving season. We are always thankful and grateful for the bountiful blessings that you bestow upon us. We ask for your divine wisdom for this body, Father God, as they deliberate the business of this community. And Father God, we pause and want to say a special prayer, Father God, for our corner, Mr. Pierce, and the homegoing of his wife. These are all the blessings we thank in your darling son, Jesus the Christ. Amen. 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 I Thank you, sir. Um, I'll ponder, I think it's first name. The Speaker of the House passed away, so we want to keep Mr. Ralston's family in, in prayer, too. I think that they tell you they want to start doing the flag at half mass <clears throat> until his uh, funeral service. So send our thoughts and prayers out to that and others who we may not know. Proclamation and awards. Uh, proclamation America Recycles Day. Uh, so. That team will come forward. Mr. Brown will read the proclamation, but the team is kind of tonight. Well, so we won't we won't make it. You gonna, well, come on, come on, stand with me. He's <laughs> convalescing from knee surgery. Good afternoon, everyone. We are so honored to be here. November is the month that we talk about and make aware of recycling throughout our community. Here in Liberty County, we are so excited to say that our day is November the 19th, and this is where we are taking back tires for free. That's household tires, uh, no commercial tires, and you have to live here in Liberty County. We're taking about uh, shred, so if you have any items that you need to be shred, like uh, letters or something with your social security number on it or per personal information. You can take it to Midway. That's also where the tires would, um, collection would be in Midway, the Liberty County Community Complex in Midway. For um, medicine, clothing, we are about 400 pairs short of shoes. So if you look in your closets, look in that um, shed, see if you have any <laughs> shoes that you may want to give away. We're collecting shoes and clothing for Missions um, here in Liberty County, our surrounding areas, and some shoes also would make it to third world countries where there can be used to have, um, make income, where people can use for income. We also take back old medicine. So if you have um, old medicine, we just don't take needles and liquids and creams, but old medicine, the old saying of throwing it down the kamol or throwing it in the trash, um, when they started seeing fish with three heads and five eyes, <laughs> <laughs> they decided we better get do another way of disposing it. We also take your tanks, just make sure that it's halfway full and no rust on your t on the top. Cell phones, electronics, anything that you would give away to Goodwill, you can bring to us November the 19th at the Liberty County Community Complex. That's where the truck for the, the shred and the tires from nine to one or Wattyville City Hall, everything else from nine to one, and then your tires 
in midway from nine to three, we thought we'd give them a couple of extra hours with them tires, and that's from nine to three. Just be mindful that recycling is one way we keep things out of our landfill, and that's what we're trying to do. Thank you, ma'am. Hey, Mr. Chairman, this is a proclamation for America Recycles Day in Liberty County. Each year, the United States generates more than 258 million tons of municipal solid waste. That's more than four pounds per person per day. According to the Environmental Protection Agency, our nation has reached an overall recycling rate of 34.6%. Each year, our national recycling rate sends 89 million tons of material to useful second life instead of the landfill, saves the same amount of energy consumed by over 10 million U.S. households in a year, avoids greenhouse gas emissions equivalent to removing more than 38 million cars from our roads, generates 757,000 jobs, and 36.6 .6 billion in wages. But much more can be done. We're asked to focus the nation's attention on the importance of recycling. <coughs> Businesses, industries, government agencies, nonprofit organizations, and individuals have joined together to celebrate America Recycles Day and are encouraging friends, neighbors, and coworkers to pledge to learn more about recycling options in their community and commit to recycle more materials every day of the year. Whereas participating in America Recycles Day 2022 is one way citizens can help raise awareness about the economic and environmental benefits of reducing waste by reusing, recycling, and buying recycled content products. And whereas Liberty County, Georgia leaders can also use this as an opportunity to spread the word about the excellent recycling programs that have been established, the growth of the markets for recycling materials, and the importance of buying and job-creating recycled products. Now, therefore, be it resolved that I, Donald L. Lovett, Chairman of the Liberty County Board of Commissioners, this Saturday, November 19, 2022, is hereby proclaimed as America Recycles Day in Liberty County, Georgia, resolved the 17th day of November, 2022. And we invite all our commissioners, if you are able to come out and say hi to us out there, we appreciate it. She brought us a little takeaway. <laughs> for coming. It's pretty much her large component of her Relay for Life team, too, I see out there. All right, the Health Bill Awards. Uh, Mr. Chairman, Ms. Laura Troutman's coming, the HR Director. Uh, each year, the county ha has she helped sponsor and put on, along with uh, some tremendous partners, a very successful health fair since she's going to give you.
an update on that. We're going to recognize those partners. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. So we had our annual employee health fair last month over three days. And I just want to take a moment tonight to recognize the community health partners that helped make that possible. Without them, we could not have done over 150 biometric screenings, 146 immunizations, and 81 cardiovascular screenings, and lots of giveaways and goodies. So we have some certificates of appreciation to give out. Um, and I just want to say our well-being program is a valuable benefit for our employees. And this is due in no small part to professionals such as these partners who are willing to offer their time and expertise it's on a volunteer basis, basically. They come and donate their time and their services for the betterment of our employees. And by working together with them, we know that we're making our community healthier, not just our workforce. So we appreciate your support, and we look forward to working with you again next year. And I'm going to call you up and give you a certificate, and if you would get a picture, please, Joseph. Liberty Regional Medical Center. We had Mia Wilson and her staff. <laughs> now, Alex Tucker and Bradley Gay from Hinesville Pharmacy could not be here tonight due to their work Shout out on Facebook Live. So, thank you, <laughs> Give them a shout pharmacy. out. <laughs> and last but not least, I would like to thank Gypsy Tart with UGA Extension Office for coming and having us. All over my hand. Thank you, partners. Thank Laura and your staff for doing a great job with that every year. Appreciate that. Uh, Commissioner Maxie Jones asked me to inform the public that he would be here, but because of work duties, he's not able to be here. Certainly, uh, not just absent, but he wanted to make sure that everyone know that his his thoughts are here right now with us. But because of work concerns, he can't be here. He has to be excused. 2023 Millie's public hearing. Chair, can a motion to go into public hearing? Second. All in favor, show of hands. Non-public hearing. Okay. Yeah. This isn't exciting as our HR director. He does an awesome job, by the way. Great. Um, so this is our last public hearing on the Liberty County proposed 2022 millage rate. Um, we've had two other public hearings. We'll have this last one, give some 
give the public time to actually ask questions or comment, and then you will adopt your millage rate right after that. So I want to remind everyone of what our total general fund has done over the past several years and how we got to where we are right now. Um, so you can see how it's grown over the past few years. And within this increased budget, I specifically wanted to zero in on the largest functions of the budget um, to include public safety, general government, and judicial. So the public safety here is in the red. And you can see over the last three years what public safety has done. In 2020, our total public safety, which includes all of your law enforcement, um, your fire services, your EMS, your 911, your coroner, um, those are your public safety areas. So you can see in 2020, it was about 12 million combined. In 2023, it's more than doubled more than doubled in public safety. And you all are aware of the commitment that you made to public safety, um, both in standing up a full-time firefighting service countywide um, and what it's taken to get there, and this is our last and final year of it. Of course, uh, we took over EMS last year, so this will be a whole year of EMS. Um, and then when the new sheriff came in, we expanded his force as well significantly. So all in all, um, everything together was more than 100 new employees, more expenses, more budgets, more everything. So I just wanted to remind everyone of the commitment that the board has made to public safety and why the increase in the millage rate is needed. I also wanted to give you a little snapshot of what fund balance has done over those years. Um, You'll see the total fund balance is in the blue and the undesignated unreserved fund balance in the green. In the last couple of years, we increased, which is good because we need it now. Let's look at the digest. Um, the gross digest is in the purple. The net digest is in the blue. And here are your exemptions. Our net digest this year is at 1,154 million. That means one mill countywide generates about $154 million. Okay? Or I'm sorry, $1.54 million, not $154 million. Mm -hmm. 1.5, otherwise we'd be sitting real pretty. Want to check it $1.54 million. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. I wanted to um, just kind of. Uh, identify the exemptions for you and the rate of our exemptions. And we know that Liberty County is an exemption-rich county. And you can see over the years <coughs> how those continue to increase. And this definitely impacts your net digest that you actually generate bills on. Last year it was 331 million, now it's 381 million. What are those exemptions? Here they are. The largest of the exemptions are the disabled veteran, which makes up about 28% of your exemptions, and the Freeport, which is about 47% of your total exemptions. Let's look at what the millage rate has done. We have two millage rates. 
um, for the county. We have the county millage rate for the unincorporated citizens and the citizens in all the municipalities with the exception of Hinesville. And then we have the county millage rate for the Hinesville residents. That has remained flat for the past few years and we continue, we, we are proposing to keep it at 14.8. The other millage rate for the unincorporated and other municipalities is gonna increase from 16.6 to 17.4. 0.8 mills, okay? 0.8 mills for a budget that has increased. Last year's budget was about 42 million. This year's budget is more than 48 million. So you've had an increase of more than $6 million to your overall general fund budget, and we're only going up 0.8 of a mill. Pretty good. Let's talk about the digest growth, the real growth versus the reassessed growth. The real growth is in the green, and the reassessed growth is in the yellow. Um, we've had tremendous growth, but we also had a tremendous increase in our budget. Um, in the years where we've had negative reassessed growth, that's where properties are actually devalued, decrease in value. And this year, where we had negative real growth, that means something was actually taken off the digest. Real, real property was taken off the digest. And I, as I mentioned before, I believe that was back when the, um, the housing on Fort Stewart was taken off. Um, House Bill 489 talks about a rollback for duplicated services, and that is why we have two different millage rates. The citizens of Hinesville pay for certain services on their city bill that they should not have to turn around and pay for again on their county tax bill. These are some of those services. So the county pays into LCPC. We, pay, we support the library. We pay into Wright Army Airfield. We pay into the Chamber of Commerce. All of these activities that the county contributes to, so does the city of Hinesville. So as a citizen of Hinesville, I shouldn't have to pay for those services twice. So for that reason, we do a rollback, and that is why the rate for the citizens of Hinesville is less than the rate for everyone else. Now let's just do a little, re little reconciliation. When I take the unincorporated digest and I multiply it by the 17.4 mills, it generates about $8.2 million in revenue. I take the incorporated other digest, that's all the smaller cities combined together, and I apply the 17.4, it generates about $5.5 million. Then the incorporated Hinesville, Hinesville's digest, of course you see that's where that most of the activity is and most of the digest resides, and I apply the 14.8, it generates a little more than $11 million. Total digest is 1.54 million or billion, and then the total revenue generated will be 24.8 million. Here's our general fund budget that we started with, um, the 48.4 million. We back out all of the other revenues other than property taxes what we need is 28 million. What we're going to be generating is 24 million. Estimated to have a $4.2 million shortfall. We've already identified some expenses in the general fund budget specifically related to one-time purchases either in the way of funding the uh, shortfall in the pension defined benefit plan or capital items. Um, so once we back those out, it's a little bit more than 2.6 million. Um, we'll only be about two, maybe $2 million short, um, maybe a little less. 
Again, in a $48 million budget, if you hold the line on expenses and any other revenues coming over, I'd say you, you've got a good chance of coming in with not using all of that in fund balance, but only using a portion. We have put this out to the other departments. We have met with some of them, We're <coughs> continuing to meet with some of them, because some of the cuts that we've made to get to this amount, and there were cuts, um, will be identified. And as soon as you adopt the millage tomorrow, I'll be sending out that information to those departments that originally thought that they were either going to get new personnel or new capital items in January that are going to be eliminated. Not everything, but we went through that list as we worked on these things. To give an overall summary of what that means in dollars, so in Hinesville, um, if you have a $150,000 home, last year you paid $888, this year you'll pay the same. Again, these examples are based on the fact that your property value has remained the same. If your assessed value went up, your property taxes will go up. That's in any year in any time. But if your property has remained the same value and we keep the same millage rate, you should not see a property tax increase. Um, and for a $250,000 home, it's the same thing. This is weird. I think that was a typo. Um, that should be 1480, so I apologize for that. So in the unincorporated and the other cities where we're increasing the millage rate, on a $150,000 home, it's a $48 increase. On a $250,000 home, there's an $80 increase. And that's just on your county taxes. But I know in the past, Commissioner <clears throat> Walden has said, well, give me the total picture. What's the big picture to include everybody? Because that's re what really matters. So here are those. For the Hinesville, um, $150,000 home, county taxes will stay the same. The Board of Education actually reduced their millage rate from 15.9 to 15.25. So you'll have a savings of $39. The city of Hinesville also went down too. You'll have a savings of $12. So in the city of Hinesville, if your property value remained the same, you'll actually have a savings. Thank you, Board of Education, and thank you, city of Hinesville. On the $250,000 home, you'll have an $85 savings. Now, when we look outside the city of Hinesville in the unincorporated area and the other municipalities, you've got an increase in property taxes for the county of $48 a decrease of $39 in property tax for the Board of Education, so your overall increase on a $150,000 home is $9. And for a $250,000 home, that increase is $15. When you look at it that way, it's a little bit more palatable. And that's all I have, unless somebody has any specific questions for me. I know you've seen this twice before, but... I don't know if you've had time to talk to anybody out in the public or if they've asked you questions or if I can answer anything. I can honestly say they haven't, uh, Kim. Okay. Uh, but you've done a good job of uh, presenting each time. Commissioner, before we uh, go to the public, do you all have any questions? Uh, <coughs> Mr. Chair, <coughs> uh, only thing I've got to mention is that We need to take a look at our collection on timber tax 
have to cut from the meeting that you and I attended the other night. The, the new system that went into effect a few years ago with Timber, where they have to do the reporting, uh, there still seems to be a problem from what we can hear state statewide yeah. about that. And it's kind of hard to police. You almost need someone who's just monitoring that uh, to ensure that the taxes are being paid properly. So we heard that in the meeting of the ACCG meeting, but it's not just Liberty, it's other counties too. But, but one of the counties we talked to, that's kind of how they are able to get a manager. They have someone who is a watchdog just for, just for that. So we might need to talk about doing something a little different to ensure that we get uh, uh, those taxes. Now, every now and then, it'll, it'll look good. Now, and you reminded me, too. Um, every now and then, too, we'll get a check from Fort Stewart. Every blue moon. Yeah. Every few years. Yeah. But not this year. <laughs> <laughs> Because um, the, the agreement is when the military uh, does timbering, uh, the county that the timbering is done, it also gets to share in that pot. If there, if there's overage, uh, you know, the, the idea is they have to make sure their costs are covered. Then if there's overage, then they'll share it with the uh, county from which the timber was, was taken. Yeah. All right, general public, this is your time to, uh, to. Uh, Air, ask any questions. We don't mind you asking questions. We have the subject matter experts in the house. We, oh, hello, sir. How are you? I'm good. You want to come to the microphone? Absolutely. Please do. Identify <laughs> yourself. And Been a long time since I had an opportunity to come and speak. Mm -hmm. Is that right there? <laughs> yes, it is. Well, Bob, you can come anytime you get ready. I know that. But I don't like to bother y'all very much. You ain't gonna bother me. I can come down to your house if I need to bother you. And I'll drive you up here. <laughs> okay. First of all, I think y'all are doing a good job being good stewards of taxpayer money. I'm not here to beat you up on what you're doing. What I'm here to, to talk about just briefly is that when an average fixed income person, which I am now, because I'm finding out it's a little harder to do than what I imagined when I retired. I didn't realize how hard it was when you don't have anything extra coming in. And when you don't fit into the categories of our rich exemptions that we have, you can't take advantage of hardly anything. When our taxes do go up, it makes it difficult. When you work hard all your life and you're able to accumulate a nice house, you're able to uh, accumulate decent lifestyle, which I was able to and could afford it, I can tell you right now, in three to five years, I'm going to have to leave Louisville County. I can't do it anymore. I'm being taxed out of my house, my property. I'm sorry to say that. I've done the math. If it keeps going, you can say what you will, 
But you can say with, with, with what Ms. Kim said, if it's 150,000 or 250,000 a house, the taxes didn't go up. But I haven't found a year yet where my property didn't go up. Because I live in the city of Hinesville. When your property values go up, your taxes go up. And it gets difficult. And I find hard to believe that majority of the people properties don't go up. I haven't seen, in a few years ago, property values did go down. But we've been on the up curve. Now, it may start going down again, or it may not. Other problem I have, I'd like to point out to you that I didn't hear, with the passing of the two new exemptions statewide that we have, we're going to lose about between 200 and $300 million off our digest. I know it's a $1 billion, $1.5 billion, but that's still, that's still going to make a difference because our timber people are not going to have to pay taxes on their equipment and stuff. And so that's going to come back on the people that are paying taxes and affect us a little bit more. What I'm asking is that at some point that you think outside the box. Hmm. Think outside the box. I'm not saying that you can do much about what you're doing because you've got to pay for your ambulance got to pay for your fire, you got to pay for your police, you're doing the best you can. You only got so many people you can tax. So you got to do what you're doing. I understand. I'm not saying that you got to cut your taxes because you're not, you got the money's got to come from somewhere. But one place that I have researched and I understand that they're doing is, and, and, and you don't control this, but it's something that can be explored, maybe, is in the school taxes for true seniors. I'm not talking about a 65-year-old senior. I'm talking maybe about a 70 or 72 or even a 75-year-old senior doing away with the school taxes. It's similar to what McIntosh does, McIntosh County, where a true senior years old, 72 years old, 70 year old, eliminate school taxes for them. That could make a huge difference in someone that is in truly in a fixed income that can help them. I'm saying can you start thinking about outside the box where it can help someone that is in a true fixed income that cannot work outside of their retirement at a point in their life help make a difference. That's what I'm asking, that's what I'm looking for. That it becomes a burden at some point. I love Liberty County, I worked here a long time. I, I admire each and every one of you. I know what you're doing, but it's getting hard. Thank y'all very much for the opportunity just to say that. Thank you. Did you share the, the comment with the, about the school tax with the school board? Not yet. But point being is you're setting the millage and I did want to come here and say that to y'all because you're the big guys on the block. Y'all drive the train so to speak. Now they drive the train on that. Yes, of they course. Yeah. But there may be something else that I'm not aware of or something that y'all may be able to do at some yeah. point in your life. But please at least reach out to your school board member with that. Yeah, I plan to. Thank you. 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 Th
They did want to come here and yes, say sir. that. Yes, sir. Good to see you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else, Mr. President? Commissioners, is your last opportunity then before we close this? Well, you guys can speak. Yourself. We'll take a motion to. Uh, be, be, before we do it, uh, I, I just want to say something. Okay. Again, uh, it's not a question, but it's more of a statement as well. Uh, and just going off of what Mr. Uh, Sprinkle just discussed. Uh, first of all, thank you for your service uh, from the county and also uh, your military service as well. But what he's saying is, is, is totally right. It's, it's, it's time for us as a, as a board, as a commission, to start thinking outside of the box. You know, uh, we really have focused on the last couple of years heavily on public service, I mean, public safety. Uh, it was something that was needed, but also there's other things that, that are also as equal important in Liberty County. And whenever we're spending, we, we can't expect to build a, a larger house and keep our, our mortgage uh, payment the same. It just doesn't happen like that. But what we can do is start thinking outside of the box and focusing more on economic development. And I don't want to sit here and say that it's a, a state of emergency in Liberty County, but in my personal opinion, it's very short of that. Uh, we're, we're seeing more economic development all around us. And with all due respect, they're not even inviting us to the table no, no more. So I. I ask my fellow commissioners again, how we have these deep discussions about public safety, about the roads, and everything else. It's, it's time for us to sit down and hammer out a plan for economic development, like yesterday. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Mr. Chairman, I did have a question about the um, millage, the Hospital Authority and Development Authority are keeping theirs the same. Flat, right? That's correct. That's what I've seen on screen. I just wanted to make sure about that. By law, the, the Development Authority is required out? to get to, yes. Okay. Good? Yes, sir. Well, all of us that spoke, I'm ready to hear from you. <laughs> you can do that. Um, you know, when I look back at the... Uh, the entire process. Um, personally, I think many of us were looking forward to the digest and what the digest would bring to the table <clears throat> that would help to bear a lot of the costs, especially the increased costs in our budget. And the digest did well. Very well. Just didn't do as well as we needed to do to absorb all the, the increased costs. Um, so we need to, to um, uh, keep pushing economic development. Um, we need to, as you very well said, talk to our department heads that everybody is on board, uh, constitutional officers, make sure everybody's on board, and perhaps even do some kind of report card, kind of a, a look at quarterly or something like that to see where everybody is, to keep a, a good, um, a close eye on it. Um, we've done well with our uh, uh, fund balance overall. And I look forward to, you know, you all see the, the growth like I do, so we're thinking that that is going to tend to grow now. I will say this, especially you, Mr. Sprinkle, I'm not sure if you heard the meeting where 
Ms. Glenda Roberts came to, you, you, you saw that meeting where she came to talk to us about assessments? Yeah, so we're letting the general public know that, that there will be some reassessments done uh, based on state requirements, not Liberty County requirements, state requirements. Yeah. Um, so that's also on the horizon, but we think we're gonna level off. I'm looking at my staff because you know, we have the, the, the firemen and we've done some deferments where we haven't hired people now, we're hiring January. Staggering them. Yeah. Uh, uh, EMS is what it is. It's not a money maker, but it is a lifesaver. Lifesaver. Uh, I mean, like I said, you're you're increasing your millage, 0.8 of a mil, and the loss that you're taking on EMS is close to two million. Yeah. So that's that's that has to be built in. So I'm, so I'm 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 confident right now that we're doing all we can do, Commissioner Walden, uh, to maintain. We just gotta. Um, Hold the line, uh, as you would say, Commissioner Smith, as we go through the uh, this this new fiscal year, and then look for more uh, growth in the digest. And that's why we need to pump and support economic growth, uh, because you know, listen, I saw some people the other day who said they love to come just come to Hobby Lobby and shop. They're from out of the county, uh, we we applaud that because sales taxes have been doing real well. Very well. Sales tax help us to defer from property taxes. So I think we have the right. Uh, strategy, just a matter of an army say we got to execute. My army friends say have to execute. So that's where I think we are, sir. Well, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that key word, which is fund balance. Mm -hmm. um, you were fortunate when you came in as the chairman, we had that. Um, and I, I would think that when Chairman McIver was here, it wasn't that great. Not when he first he, came, no. He put something in place that right now we're having to say if we didn't have it we would be in a tie so the first thing that we need to concentrate on is let's get the fund balance to where it's at where it was at and uh, somewhere between four and five months of, of work in order I guess was what we were looking at Anywhere from three to seven months of, okay. of operational. And that's, that's probably going to be our first challenge to try to do that. Um, no is an answer also. I mean, I've got three kids. And, um, I, know, I know that's a hard thing to do is to raise them. Bob brought up a point. I, I understand what they're doing in McIntosh County. Um, I've always heard people say, well, my kids are out of school. Why should I pay taxes, school taxes? Well... I don't know who paid them before I went in school, so I was glad they did. But we have a lot of seniors. Your, your mandated things we had up here as far as exemptions, Jim, what would that add up to that is a state-mandated exemption that we would have? That it don't make any difference. There's some of those that we offer, that Liberty County offers. Yes, sir. That's not. And it's the, the, the military is, and you know, they're in our community, they're part of our community, and that's um, something that we do. We don't have to do it, but it's something that we've done for a long time. Right. And, um, and, I, and I appreciate it. I mean, my dad served, and Bob served, and I, I appreciate it. You know, I just, um, I know it's hard to make it, but. I know we can do it, and 
we're just going to have to tighten our belt up and move forward. As far as Commissioner Frazier talked about the economic development, I think that happens every day in the private sector. Um, and I know we've got the development authority, we've got the Hinesville Downtown Authority, the City of Hinesville Development Authority, and I don't know, I, maybe we can just combine them all and make one authority. I can remember when there wasn't an authority. I mean, it was something uh, that never was out there. But to say the right thing is to, you know, continue on, we can't continue on the way we've been doing. We're going to have to somewhere stop. Uh, Bob brought up about his assessment. Well, I know what my house is assessed at, and I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't tell us that. So, uh, I just wouldn't. So I just, uh, of course, mine's older than his, and I mean, he's, well, he's in a million dollar house. Maybe that was your mobile home you had out there. <laughs> anyhow, again, I, I, I do, uh, I look forward to all of us working together and, and trying to solve some of the issues that's out And I'll just let Mr. Gillard finish his thing up. <laughs> he, he is. Yeah. That's, how, that's how I know it. Mm -hmm. All right. Chair, turn the motion to go out of public hearing back in the regular session. So moved. Second. 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 All in favor, show your hands, please. We're now back in the regular session. All right. All right. So I have two uh, resolutions. So I'll, I'll read the one for Hinesville, um, Incorporated Hinesville, to pay the expense of administration of county government, to pay principal and interest on debt build and repair public buildings and bridges to pay the expense of courts, the maintenance and support of prisoners, to pay sheriffs, coroners, and for litigation, to build and maintain a system of county roads for public health purposes and for the collection and preservation of public records and vital statistics, to provide for payments of old age assistance to aged persons in need and for payment of assistance to needy blinded, to dependent children and other welfare benefits consistent with the laws as created by the General Assembly, provide for fire protection of forest lands and for the further conservation of natural resources, to provide medical or other care and hospitalization of the indigent sick, to acquire, improve, and maintain public facilities, to provide for workers' compensation and retirement or pension funds for officers and employees, to provide reasonable reserve for public improvements. This is the mill rate for above for the, um, for the county. 14.8, for the school board, 15.25, for the hospital authority, 3.843, for the industrial authority, two mills for a total mill rate of 35.893. It is ordered that the above and foregoing levy for the year 2022 in the amount of 35.893 mills be spread upon the minutes of the board and be published as required by law. This 17th day of November, 2022. All right, Chair, entertain the motion. I'll make the motion, Mr. Chairman. Is there a second to that motion? Second. Motion and second. We approve the, the millage as... Uh, 14.8 for the incorporated area of Hinesville. All right. Um, the next two are the same. They're both for the uh, unincorporated and... Wait a minute, we got to vote. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we yeah, did. No, we didn't. Yeah, I'm sorry. We were digesting. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All in favor, show hands, please. 14.8. All right. All 
Ashley, thank you. Yeah, I'm ready to go too, huh? <laughs> okay, um, now for the uh, unincorporated and the incorporated combined other smaller cities. Um, the same, to pay the expense of administration of county government, to pay principal and interest on debt, to build and repair public bridges and buildings, to pay the expense of courts, the maintenance and support of prisoners, and to pay sheriffs, coroner, and for litigation, to build and maintain a system of county roads for public health purposes and for the collection and preservation of public records and vital statistics, to provide for payments of old age assistance to aged persons in need, and for payment of assistance to needy blind and to dependent children and other welfare benefits consistent with the laws as created by the General Assembly, to provide for fire protection of forest lands and for the further conservation of natural resources, to provide medical care and other care and hospitalization for the indigent sick, to acquire, improve, and maintain public facilities, to provide for workers' compensation and retirement or pension funds for officers and employees, and to provide reasonable reserve for public improvements. The mill rate for all above for the county, unincorporated and incorporated combined other, 17.4. For school maintenance, 15.25. For hospital authority, 3.843. Industrial authority, 2.0. For a total mill rate of 38.493. It is ordered that the above and foregoing levy for the year 2022 in the amount of 38.493 mills be spread upon the minutes of the board and be published as required by law this 17th day of November 2022. Unincorporated other, right? Incorporated, uh, unincorporated, and incorporated combined other. Yes. Mr. Chairman, I make a motion we approve. Second. Second. Second motion. Second we approve. Uh, all in favor, show your hands, please. We have discussion. All right. Thank you, ma'am. Okay. That's all. J just an observation, too, then. Jerry made the help bail me out. This, this is just a teaching moment. Uh, First thing I want to do is sometimes when people talk about millage rates and they compare Liberty County, I'm glad Chairman McIver is here. <clears throat> you have to be careful because counties calculate their millages differently. Uh, I.e. in Liberty County, recreations is, is in our millage, um, mosquito control, Fire. Fire, all that. Yeah. You know, some counties break theirs out. Your recreation fee could be separate, so you may be paying it, just not in your millage. So you can't just look at something that's listed in a magazine and says, Here's, Liberty County has the third highest millage in all of Georgia. Yeah, but what's in that millage? So the other counties in Chatham is a perfect example. Uh, they fund 100% of their fire out of a separate fire fee assessment that people get. It's not incorporated in their, in their total budget. Uh, some other counties do public safety fees or public safety assessments that go on separate. Um, we make a contribution actually over to the water fund uh, some of those are obviously rolled into water fund uh, activities by other counties. And as you pointed out, recreation in some counties does a separate recreation assessment mm -hmm. or does not fund recreation at all. And it's done through private funding. So yeah, it's, it's, not, uh, it's, it's not apples to apples when you go and take a look at the DCA chart of counties and their village assessments. Yeah. Last thing, I was talking to Erica, uh, my Erica Smith. Uh, she was at the GIS mapping <clears throat> presentation. And we were talking, of course, you all may or may not know this, it's been a challenge to hire people to work 911. Um, and 911, because they, they operate 24 7. Uh, so we were talking, and, and she was saying she had gone to a conference recently and found out that she's in, <laughs> it's the same everywhere. So I asked, I said, well, Erica, what's the starting pay? She says $14.50 an 
83 or 93 cents, somewhere like that. And so and I just heard someone else talk the other day about that's what some fast food places are paying. So you got a 911 person who's directing traffic for your life, whose who starting pay is 14-something, as versus somebody who's working fast food. These are the challenging times that we're in. And then she said, once you get certified, then it goes up maybe a dollar or something like that. But my point is, but that fast food person is making almost as much. Yeah. So, so why would I leave fast food and go work 911 and work shift work and have that kind of responsibility? These are the challenging times that when I know I see my hospital people, it's, it's challenging when it comes to trying, just trying to keep up, trying to be a, uh, have comparative pay for your, I hate to say your competition, but others who, others out there. I can imagine the CNAs may be somewhere in that area too. Yeah, yeah. But when, when Erica told me that, I, it was a wake-up call. And, and listen, I applaud the county. We have good benefits, Laura. It's a great job. We have we have good benefits, all that. But I just want the, the general public to kind of know where we are in this in this workforce and, and what we're required to do, challenges that we have to meet every day. Yeah. All right. Off my soapbox now. Okay. All right. All right. And at this point, we, the, the public hearing is closed. So if there's anyone that needs to be excused, we would allow you to be excused. Otherwise, you can certainly stay and enjoy the rest of the meeting. Ms. Kim, back with finance. Everyone should have their September report. You want me to wait a minute? Um, this report is, is for the year to date as of September 30th. Um, at the end of September 30th, we've collected about 10% of our revenues, which is average, normal, at this time of year. Um, we've exhausted about 21% of our budgeted expenditures, so we're actually below the mark, which is good. Um, at the end of September, if we'd actually spent a quarter of our expenditures, we'd be at 25, so I feel like we're doing pretty good. At the end of September, we actually had 2.8 months of operational expenditures in our undesignated and unreserved fund balance. Um, this time one year ago, we were at 3.7, so we have decreased slightly. Uh, in the general fund, there's a couple of departments that, running, that are running slightly ahead of schedule. Um, your administration is running slightly ahead of schedule in professional services. The payments related to the um, Liberty County Reclassification and Compensation Plan and also to the Mercer Recruitment Services. So that kind of skewed the budget a little bit for this month. Um, same with data processing. They had some contractual uh, expenses that they have to pay up front at the beginning of the year. So that has skewed their budget. The same with the general administration and Superior Court that we've talked about where we make those one-time lump sum payments up front. Judicial administration is our court reporters, and we struggle with this. Um, they are already running slightly ahead of schedule, so we'll keep an eye on that. But I do hope that possibly some of those expenses will eventually be moved over to the uh, ARPA AOC funding so that the general fund can be relieved of some of those expenses that pertain to some of those ARPA felony cases. 
the coroner's running a little ahead of schedule um, for other equipment and items purchased, but we have, um, now with the passing of that millage rate, amending his budget, budget was part of that process, so that'll come back in line in your next report. And then debt service, uh, the enterprise uh, fleet management services are running a little ahead of schedule, and that has to do with the delivery of vehicles. So we get a, you know, no vehicles for that month, then we don't get it, we don't make a payment. We get five or six all in one month, then you'll see that payment go up. So that has to do with timing, but I expect that to fall back in line. Uh, at the end of September, your, your solid waste operations has a small um, net loss of 112,000. I do expect that to come back in line once the tax bills go out and we get some of those solid waste assessments in there to help with that. And within the department in solid waste, there is only one department that's running slightly ahead of schedule, and that was due to the purchase of 38 dumpsters that were needed um, that cost about $42,000. So that kind of skewed their budget for the month. All of your other special revenues are operating within their um, budget for this time of year. And your sales tax, just as you mentioned, Mr. Chairman, looks fantastic. Um, in September, again, we received over a million dollars in sales tax six. So at the end of September, you're actually $5.7 million ahead of schedule. And at the end of September, we've already reached our 54 million. Really? Yes, yes sir, 54.3 million. So we've still got October, November, December, January, February, and March. Mm. That's six more months. I haven't heard any, um, pre and I know sales taxes are doing well. I know across the state of Georgia. I'm not, maybe nationwide, but any predictions? Have you ever heard anything what the expectations are for sales taxes? It's, it's, it's kind of like, what can we look forward to uh, just to continue? I hadn't heard any predictions from anyone. It continues to hold steady. Yeah. Yeah. Um, same thing with your T-Splost. Uh, T-Splost brought in uh, over $900,000, so uh, we're looking real good there, too. We're um, about $500,000 ahead of schedule there. Save some rules and do some infrastructure. Just need to get those tax bills out. I'm glad we adopted that millage rate so um, the tax commissioner can start his process of, of getting the digest delivered and approved by the Department of Revenue so we can send out those, those property tax bills. These are our very lean months. Um, right now, October, November, December, those are our very lowest months. This is just <clears throat> September I reported on, but as soon as we can get those property tax bills out, we'll start getting some more cash flow in and you'll see that fund balance come back up. Who was it that told me that you enjoyed that, oh, that's done electronically now? Yes, this is the first, this is brand new this year. Um, it, you know, it used to be they made an appointment and they hand delivered it up there and they sat there while it was being reviewed and you found out right then. Then during the pandemic, they started sending packages of information. So, you know, the newspaper ads and all of the forms and everything were put together in a package and overnighted. This is the first year that everything will be uploaded electronically. So um, we had to get affidavits from the newspaper regarding those advertisements, um, you know, scan those advertisements in, scan all the forms in, so everything will be done electronically, so hopefully that's a more efficient process, so maybe it'll be approved quicker. Yeah, looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. Anything else, any questions on your monthly report? 
uh, I don't know if you have these numbers, but uh, do you know what uh, how much money we, we allocated for a recreation on last on what? year? I'm sorry. From our, our previous uh, uh, fiscal year and for a, a youth program. So rec recreation has a total budget of a little more than two million. Yeah. Um, the youth program has a budget of thirty nine thousand. Right. I was talking about from the previous. Year. Oh, from previous. Right. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't okay. know that. If, if you could just get that. Somewhere in that area, though. I I want to say it's about the same, but I'll I'll shoot that to you. Right. That's what I was wondering. I you know so we increased seven million dollars in a year and we didn't put any more money towards recreation or youth. Well, because we had more for public safety. <laughs> Absolutely. And other stuff too. Yep. And EMS and yeah. We need to invest in our in our future. The only thing I'm saying. Congratulations, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Focus on the future. Revenue generating projects. Mr. Long, come on. Good evening. I uh, will make sure everybody knows I said a little couple extra things on your desk. Uh, um, I'll talk about it as we get going. Um, you know, you did couple of highlights. The Trayport West EMS building is coming on up. It looks pretty good. Automation revolves up on the outside of that. We um, talked to Gary about the Claudia Lane water line. Going to drop that down a little bit. So uh, we'll have something going back out on that. Shortly. Yeah, Trent, um, on that, um, and again, that's uh, Commissioner Stevens. That's, that's yeah. the suggestion. But, the, the, but the, um, I, I guess yeah, and I did see the drawing, and I appreciate the, you know, the, the movement that we had on that. But um, I don't know where we are with um, notifying the property owners yet. I think so. We, I know uh, Lamar was working on that. Funding for that project, where are we at with that? It's, it's kind of what we discussed last time. I mean, you don't have any funding right now identified to run those water lines in there. So what Mr. Long is going to focus on is doing that estimate of that project cost before we start acquiring a COA. And before we move, even move forward, we're going to have to come back to the board and try to establish a, you know, a source for those funds. Um, I'm going to skip down to the Middle Park Fire Station. That's looking good. Uh, there's even further along than what my status report says. I saw this week that they're pouring the second floor, so all the concrete's on the second floor, and uh, they're making good progress on that. Uh, the guys are back out at the Middle Park Recreation Park getting that done. Um, they're also in the process of trying to make sure that they have everything ready and stable this weekend or next week for the holiday weekend so that it'll stay days where you can get the salvation and everything functioning um, during the break. They're also doing a pretty good job out at uh, Solid Waste uh, Convenience Center in Gun Branch. Um, the road conveyors in, the train is in. Um, they've done a lot of the fencing around the outside of it. Um, they have started pouring the uh, retaining 
awful, the opposite side, so things are starting to look real nice out there. Um, the water system on west of the railroad, this side of the railroad, um, we had submitted some months ago to uh, CSX Railroad for the encroachment agreement to go underneath their railroad. was a critical path in what we're trying to do. We did get an agreement from them, and when Mr. Brown was uh, looking at signing it, um, we noticed that it did take an action by the commission. So I put a copy of the agreement. Everything is good on the agreement. Uh, there is a fee to the railroad, which I thought was less than what it was going to be. It was uh, $8,300, which was in the last phase. Um, but funds are available for that as part of our projects and the budget is for this. Um, I just need, if we could, uh, tonight maybe get an uh, action by the commissioners to approve Mr. Brown to sign a still lease encroachment agreement with CSX Railroad. If you'd like to take a chance and do it, uh, you should be coming to the meeting. We can do that. But turn around and get his thoughts and go over that. Joey. Now, the, the funding for the water system uh, improvements on Lewis Road and the improvements on uh, West of the Railroad, that's, that's, still, that's funded through uh, the, the grant. That's through those uh, American Rescue Plan funds that are coming in, along with your match of some American Rescue Plan. And Claudia Lane couldn't fall into the, the American Rescue? Not under those federal funds. Okay. And if the board wanted to take a look when it comes time we get the budget on that, of trying to adjust your allocated harper expenses, then you know moving some of those designated items. I, we're, I guess we're, we're waiting to see what the office going to do and see what we do. Okay. Thank you. I'll send that out to you. Mr. Chairman, I had a question. Trent, Commissioner Gill, your mic can help me, but I've noticed around in the city and on in the county on some of the roads, there. They're like double signed. Like there'll be a stop sign down here and a stop sign up here. I know we, like on County Line Road or a curve sign. Uh, yes, ma'am. Then on Eunice Road today, I saw the same. Yes, ma'am. So who's putting those signs and not taking the old ones down or what's going on there? Yes, ma'am. Um, <laughs> Get your breath. I, I, I said the same thing, and I'm, I'm trying not to laugh as well. I, I know. It's, so when we got the, you know, DOT did the widening and overlaying and mm -hmm. striping right. and all that, and they would add some signage so they replaced it. Okay. So they put new signage and replaced some of the old signage. Mm -hmm. And what they asked the road department to do was pick up the ones behind them. So the road department is going to go get those. Mm -hmm. The road department just hasn't gone to get them yet. So. There's some in the city, too, that... You know, I assume that's some that we got the money to restripe or overlay, and then yes. there was money included for new signage. Yes. So we really didn't need the sign. Okay. And, you know, there are actually, if you ride down like Candy Line Road, yep. there are sections of the white line on the right side that, you know, grass is over. Yeah. 
Get what you I pay have for. passed that along <laughs> to the Department of Transportation that that needs to get fixed. So when you said that about the signs, I was like, okay. They're definitely visible. Mr. Long, Chairman, maybe uh, if you could communicate to DOT the next time that they have money to throw away, yeah, just give it out. at least communicate with the counties to make sure it's going the right place. Uh, and what, where are we at with um, Islands Highway? Have that project been leveled out, you know, from them cutting the trenches on the side of the road? Yes, sir, for the most part. Um, they have, um, we noticed on Tuesday that there was one gouge of asphalt that they had not We contacted them Tuesday, and they're supposed to be on. Now, we haven't paid them anything, so I'm holding them. Wait a minute, now hold on. This was a DOT project, right? Uh, Islands Highway is ours. Lowe, okay. Yes, sir, I've been holding their money on that. So they hold, it, hold it till the cow come home. <coughs> mm -hmm. I don't care. $8,000 that we're holding. How much was your bond? Okay, I'll get back to where I was. I'm sorry. Water system work, rest of the railroad track. Would it be a pleasure to try to look at that to allow Joey to sign a facility encroachment agreement tonight or if you're doing that? Let me say, you all comfortable with that, Mr. Staff? You good with that? Yeah, I need right. a motion, yeah. Put the yes, sir. On the railroad track. On the railroad track. Yeah. yeah. I need I'd a like motion. Motion that, uh, Mr. Second. Okay. Any further discussion? All in favor, show your hands, please. It will be signed. Um, I want to skip back down to Islands Highway right away and say something to you. Like we've done a, a pretty good bit of work. One of the things they recently said about the um, bridge over I-95 um, was that a lot of the communities were coming to um, the department for the transportation improvement study, which is the SIA is what they call them, um, or sorry, on what's happening at the intersection. Um, along with I-95, it kind of analyzes That's a little bit bigger than what my uh, traffic engineer can do. Uh, we did reach out to Atlas um, and get them to give us a price to do the traffic impact analysis um, at I-95. Uh, that price is $31,150. Um, what I'd like to be able to do, you know, we could do it this meeting, but if you want to wait until December to do most of the actions, I'd like to be able to turn them loose to 
um, get them started on this traffic impact analysis. I was over at the Department of Transportation this morning meeting with the district traffic operations engineer and just kind of talking about all our projects and where we were going with this. And that's one of the things they would like to see to help that project move along. Because, you know, it's just kind of sitting there and waiting on funding and, you know, they're spending a lot of their money up in Bryan County along the Hyundai plant. So what we're trying to do is go to them like our neighbors are with these analyses that they're looking for that give them the information they need to go look for funding and try to move forward with getting that second bridge over I-95. I say second bridge. We just need more lanes and we need more throughput across I-95. Um, you know, with everything that's kind of coming, uh, it's really gonna become pretty imperative that we have that soon. Um, so, this is something Mr. Brown and I looked at, felt like this is something we should do. If I'm not mistaken, we do have available funding from our sales tax or transportation monies, monies to do this. So please consider uh, giving us the permission to move forward with this either tonight or at the December 6th meeting. So a T's plus, a uh, plus. T's plus. Um, you know, Mr. Long explained that, you know, that's one of our necessary projects to get that bridge widened I-95 with all the expected growth that we have. <clears throat> it's knocking on our door as we speak. And of course, that's some of the citizens' concerns about safety in that whole area. So his, his uh, if I heard him correctly, his recommendation that we go ahead and move forward with the traffic study. Yes, sir. Uh, and T-SPLOS was funded in the amount of 31000 $31,150. Yes, sir. And we're, on our study that we're doing on Islands Highway, we have all our traffic counts done and we have all our, uh, everything ready that we can feed them the information from the Islands Highway side. So, you know, we're, we're ready with our information for them now. So we can tell them, go to work and they won't have to wait on us. Trent, Trent, this will be, Good information to take back with us on the uh, next meeting that we have down there. To the. Uh, mm -hmm. It would? Yeah. Okay. Um, have we been in any, anyone around office, the governor's office on this situation? <laughs> so, I don't, we have not been to the governor's office on this. Um, during this past year. We have presented this project to uh, Ann Purcell. We presented it to Buddy Carter. We presented it to Ben Carter. And we also presented it ben to Watson. Raphael Warnock's yeah. group. Yeah. Everybody came down and mm -hmm. we presented a whole list and this was one of them that we stuck on pretty hard. And uh, Ms. Purcell said she's interested in doing it. She's got a, another area that she was doing first, which now it's obvious which area that she was working on. So, you know, I think she's got some attention for us, but it's going to be a little bit, and we need to get ourselves noticed. We're looking at even a full year to have it in, put in. I mean, the, the construction of it and opening it up, you're, you're looking at probably, right. I mean, right now we don't have nothing but a week. There's no project number, no money. Do what? There's no project and no money right now. Okay. 
we have our plans, you know, so, and they, they, can I say, blessed our plan? They have, and, and, and as Mr. Law mentioned, the district engineer, when we met with them several times on this, he, you know, said we got to get a number assigned, we got to get in a federal cycle. This is what he said we needed to do uh, to get in that federal cycle to get that PI number assigned to us. And we're blessed to have two spots to help us with that. I would, I would encourage the commission, let's move forward so that we don't lose any time. You're right, it's going to take some years for all this to happen, but if you don't start now, we'll never get there. So, all right. Really? Yeah, I, I'd say we're, we're behind the eight ball on it for sure. Um, the reason why I ask is uh, we're still looking at um, four years to, to even, for somebody to cut the ribbon, I don't know who it's going to be. <laughs> Yeah, the average time to get from where we are now to a project on the ground is five to seven years. Well, I'm just, I think there's a lot of focus on the industrial part. That's not yes. my focus, uh, and I've said it time and time again. You've got one way on and one way off that island. Even the road itself all the way in is not wide enough. So, exactly right. Um, that's, that is the most important thing. Even the congressman said that, you know, there ought to be money um, for, uh, you know, set aside for any type of, of a disaster that we could use. We could go in there and be able to talk to Congress and say, hey, you know, this is it. I mean, at Tybee, they did everything they could to, to help those people. They, you know, fixed the road. Way to get off of it. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I'm for. Uh, yeah, yeah, I need a motion. Yeah, I need a motion, sir. So moved. Second. Second. Motion is second. That we enter contract. What's the name of the company, sir? Atlas. Atlas. Well, in the amount of thirty-one thousand one hundred fifty dollars for the. I say traffic study. You said something a little more detailed than that, but. Yes, sir. It's a traffic analysis. Okay. So it'll be, uh, I've got a little letter and you got a copy of it up there. All right. Any further discussion? All in favor, show of hands, please. Let's not hold up the project. In opposition. All right. Uh, Mr. Long? Uh, what about the uh, polite lane? Is it finished? I have not written out there. I know he was doing some work on it, but I have not written out there. Uh, but I'll write out tomorrow and get you a What's the status on um, the Keycock, the bridge on Lewis Frazier, DOT project? They sent out a they sent out the public hearing. And yeah, they sent out all the public hearing stuff. Right. So what they're in that was the public hearing open house thing that they do. Mm -hmm. um, they're in the period right now where they're responding to those comments. So. I'll hear more after that period is up. And it's it's getting up pretty soon. Okay. So we're we're moving closer and closer to being ready to go to construction with that. Okay. One one other thing, Trent. Um on a Davidson Select, um, I think the last time the, the report from last month said that we've gonna take some core samples. And I'm just reading this. It just says that um, construction plans to reconstruct an overlay. Have the core samples been taken? Yes, they, they take 
took them. Okay. I'm expecting the results any day now. Okay. Um, just from the information that I got verbally, um, I kind of know what I need to do with my typical section and how to repair some of the things. So we're in good shape with that. So I'm hoping to be able to put those out. Yeah, I was reading this. I mean, you will, I guess, a week away from late November. That's what it said. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yes, sir. Well, just out of curiosity, was what we thought it was just poor sub? Not much underneath it at all. We show up. And clay and just stuff that we used to do that we don't do anymore. You used to play on them dirt roads, didn't you? So yeah. you, you ought to know what's on it. <laughs> then they covered it up with. <laughs> yeah. Got a little asphalt. Happy it's your asphalt. <laughs> Got a little asphalt, throw it on there. It was better than what it had been, you know, so we were. And it lasted a surprising long time. For well, you're right. It has been a while. But the, the, but the patching no longer works. Yeah, no longer. Needs it. We've got to have, we've got to have a, a heart replacement. <laughs> Thank you, Trent. Uh, one, one more thing. Uh, since the year is uh, closing up, uh, can we get a list of all the projects that uh, with the uh, NWE? Yes. I just want to see what the numbers look like with the projects. Yeah. We could do that. Can do that. Yeah. I'll write that down. I walk out the door. <laughs> Don't want to forget to do it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, ju I just think we need to readdress one of those policies. I know we haven't looked at that in quite a while. Yeah. All right. Board of Elections, Mr. John McIver. Uh, while he's coming, we'll congratulate our returning commissioners, Stevens, Frazier, and Thrift, to the board. Congratulations. Your congratulations. Recent wins. Good evening. Hello, Good evening. sir. Chairman, hello, Commissioner. Yeah. How are you? Mr. Brown, Mr. Mosley. Thank you for allowing me to be on the agenda. Uh, I wanted to discuss with you the board the uh, proposal for a stack of term of our board members. Before I do, uh, just want to let you all know that we had a great night on November the 8th for our. Really did. Our election, and everyone was there with us. But the main thing I want to say to you all, we got a, a great working team. Uh, Ms. Walthour and all of our election team did a wonderful job. And the reason I'm saying that, because of the fact that by 8.30 p.m. that night, all of the precinct had made their report Amen. back to the office. And those data was in the system. Yeah. And by 9-17, all of the data that needed to be reported was in the system. And by 9.35 p.m., Rona had uploaded everything to the Secretary of State. I've been around here quite a while. <laughs> that was, and I've been on the board for a little while. Mm -hmm. But this was the first time we made such an early report to the Secretary of State. And we all know that the new law says that the report has to be in by 10 o'clock p.m. We did much better than 10 o'clock p.m. And all because I would say that 
the working team that uh, Rhonda had put together to make all this happen. So I, I just wanted to report that to you all. And uh, I hope that you all find some good time to give a call. Thank you. Uh, my purpose, really, I want to discuss with the board uh, a proposal that our board discussed at our last meeting concerning staggered term for all of our board members. Uh, as you all know, you know, uh, appointment comes up. You all make the appointment. I've seen doing it, doing it tonight also. Uh, but there need to be a system in place where our board, just like your board, have staggered term for the purpose of continuity. So that if you all decide to reappoint everyone on the board, you will have all new board members coming on that is not very well versed in the procedure and policies that the board of election do have. So it's encumbersome upon the Board of Commissioners to study it, if all possible, and uh, approve the recommendation, and hopefully uh, it can get there this year. And once you all approve it, uh, you can pass it on uh, to Representative Al Williams. He can get it in the hopper for consideration ended uh, the session coming up next year. And hopefully then, whatever language, the way it needs to be crafted, uh, I'm quite sure you all can uh, advise uh, Representative William and along with uh, Attorney Davis how it should be crafted. But what I have put together, I think Mr. Brown gave you all a copy. Mm -hmm, uh, that's just a draft for my opinion of the way it should be based on the tenure of the board members who is presently serving. And if you take it from that point of view, I think it kind of mirror what the, how your board commission is, is staggered. So basically, uh, I'm asking you all to consider that. Uh, our board talked about it, and we thought it would be a great idea to help to maintain that continuity uh, for the board's uh, election and registration. Any question now? May I be prepared to? So, the next question how the state mandate on how many people you have to have on a board of election does that right. change from county population size or throughout the state of Georgia? I'm just saying, well, does Chad County have like we've got, or do they have more members? Are you aware of that? I'm saying, can some Right here, what you've got is five members. Is that right? That's five appointed by the Board of Commissioners. Right. How many can you, how many it's seven. you can have? It's seven. Seven total? Two, for, one from each political party. Right. And five appointed by your commissioner. Is that, is that number, though, is that set up in legislation for Lincoln County? Yeah. Okay, so a larger county can have more. That's one thing that I wanted to, to say. Um, right now, this number right here has been here for many years. It's not increased, has it? Nope. I mean, our population has increased. We have more people. 
So I'm just asking, should, should that number increase? I that probably be up to the Board of Commissioners. Every county has just five. I don't know. I just Googled the county. Yeah, I got the, the sheet here, but I, I mean, I'm, you, you're the chairman. I'm just asking you what, if you if you got five members and you got them all present all the time, that's excellent, but is do you think the time is to where, you know, you need to expand the board? Does it, span, does it need to change to seven? I, I don't, from my point, my knowledge of it, Bridge is saying, this is state legislative uh, policy and, and uh, legislation that was put together. And when it was adopted, it's by all counties in Georgia have basically the same uh, uh, legislation when it comes down to the number of board members. Is five appointed by the Board of Commissioners, and one from each political party. That's the combined, that's what you have in the combined board of registration. And there's other means for uh, registration, board of registration, because you still, some of them still have the board of registration and the board of election. So we are a combined board. And that's how the registration is written for a combined board. And it's fun. And, it, and it's functioning well as it is. That's what he's trying to get us to. It functions well with, with that number of people. The seven, if yeah, the number is seven. Yeah. And it functions. Legislation. Yeah. And it and the seven function well. Function well. Yeah. Okay. Chairman, I just my, my thoughts on that. Um, uh, Chair, um, Mr. McIver, uh, appreciate you um, coming out to visit with us. And and uh, I read over the proposal. Uh, we are, we are prepared, and, and we, we will make appointment on tonight. And I, I was just looking at the proposal, and continuity is, is important. Uh, you know, continuity is important, but I, I was looking at it. Um, this uh, the, the email that you sent uh, is dated the the thirty first, and uh, the it says that from the twenty fourth of October board meeting, you know, um, I guess some of the members, you know, discussed it and, and thought it would be a good idea, and, and it probably is a, a real good idea, but on, this, on the same time, you know, around that same time, there was a public notice in the local paper for board appointments for, um, for five positions and um, four-year terms, and, and that's, what was, that's what was advertised, and I guess Everybody that applied, including the ones that's um, that wanted to be reappointed, and the new applicants, they they applied based on this public notice. So um, you know maybe we can um, consider this proposal uh, at a later time, but maybe probably uh, earlier during the year. I mean, we we weren't going to act on it tonight, were we? Yes. In reference to your statement, uh, Commissioner, uh, this request and discussion is not based around your appointment for tonight. Yeah. It's, it's, this, is, this is for a future uh, endeavor of the county to make sure that we have the continuity on the board. 
wherever, wherever appointment you make tonight, it's going to be based on, it's based for a four-year term. Right, that, that's, that's what I was saying. Four-year term. That if, um, if we, the people that applied, including yourself, to be reappointed, mm -hmm. it's for a four-year term. So if we um, wanted to go to staggered terms, uh, would it be after this four years? I mean, what, what's the, the proposal? Is there a time period that, that y'all looking at doing it? Uh, this is the end of 22, and I guess four years would be the end of 26. So would if you wanted to change it to staggered terms, would you be looking at changing it in, you know, discussing it again in early 26 so that you could have some doing what the proposal said, um, four-year term and, and two-year term. So you, you would reconsider this in 26 because everybody that, that's going to be appointed tonight has, has four years. And it's not cut in stone. What's, what's not cut in stone? Because if you amend the legislation, you can always put the language in there that if to go back the three to senior members on that board, right. mm -hmm. you can change the term. Okay. So that's why I'm saying your, our county attorney could help craft the language mm -hmm. to amend it to get you in the stack of term. Although you're making the appointment for the next four years. Right. And, and I'm not a lawyer, but I can craft that in regard to making it a retroactive, retro to encompass them, your appointment that's coming up tonight. Okay. I understand what you're saying. Mm. No, I, I was just saying that, you know, somebody looked in the paper and, and there was a a board appointment for a four-year term, and that's what that person applied for. But you said legislation can, um, let's say a, a year or two from now, can change that. And even though they they were appointed for four years, they, they could possibly um, only do two years because two years from now, it could be a change in the, in the legislation. County advertises because the legislation says it's a four-year term. Right. Okay. If you amend it, like we are asking you to do, and your attorney crafts the language for the amendment, and if you stipulate how the, the future, how the, those who have been appointed will serve out the remaining of their four-year term after the legislation has been amended, you put the language in there. So that's what I'm saying, Commissioner. Uh, I know what you're planning on doing tonight. Mm -hmm. This proposal was not to circumvent any of that. Okay? This is just something to think about. The recommendation. Yeah. Just something to think about. If you don't, if you don't want, if the commissioner board decides that uh, term, I mean, uh, stake a term is not good. Why? I mean, I, I understand a little bit of it. I just it, it did come about the same time as we're making these appointments. And, and the other, the other side of this is, uh, if you look at it from this point of view, uh, we, we ought to be thinking what I. Caps on. The board of commissioner got stack of term. Yeah. 
But when the board made that decision, the voters, I mean, the, the, the legislation went into place to make it possible. But it was did because of the time the election was coming up to make it all uh, possible that when, when you're going to qualify, the, qualify for the position, then you know that you were coming up on a two-year or a four-year term. Right? Mm -hmm. You was here. I came in in 2012 on a stagger term. I did two years. Okay? So the point I'm trying to make is that don't look at this as this, this can be a hindrance to anything that we are proposing because the language in, the, in, your, in your legislation can always be drafted to accommodate what the board is so desires. With that same scenario, so I'll still smoothly. Whatever, if you choose to do that, whatever legislation you have will be prospective and not retroactive. And so it won't affect the appointments tonight. It would be enacted to affect any next appointments you make going forward, which would have shorter or longer terms mm -hmm. to get into the same. Okay. Okay. You got it? Thank you all. Thank you. Facility use agreement. Thank you, Mr. McGavern. We will yes, uh, take the opportunity to congratulate uh, Ron and her staff for a job well done. Done it already, but I think uh, he's right. Commissioners, we just make a special opportunity to do that. We would appreciate it. Use agreement with, with Consulting, Rob Jones? Yes, sir. Mr. Rob Jones is here um, representing uh, WIT Consulting, actually, who your contract is actually with for the uh, swim team. They use the recreational facility on the east end. I just want to point out, and that, that agreement uh, is in front of y'all, and we've been over it with uh, Mr. Jones and his team, um, that the only really changes to that, uh, which, which we discussed uh, on page three, first there was an authorized period in the prior agreement that, that really hindered them on what times they could work. Well, come to find out really with the recreation staff, they're working very well together. Uh, if there are any kind of conflicts with recreation events or anything, they communicate regularly with Samantha there, and those schedules get adjusted on both sides to, to be able to accommodate that. Uh, the basic use fee stays the same or is projected to stay the same. Uh, it continues to have a reimbursement for operating costs. And on that note, basically, uh, to make things easier on the county uh, and on them for projection going forward, uh, we've come up, we came up with an average worker rate uh, that includes anyone that, you know, the highs and the lows that may be involved helping for that event, such as lifeguards, pool managers. So we've come up with an average worker rate, and we've also assigned an overhead rate, uh, which they've agreed to. So uh, those are the changes related to that. Uh, the other change, change and, you know, um, the commission uh, was very proud that the swim team came on board uh, a few years ago. It's done very well. Uh, wanted to make sure there was some discount offered or some incentive to Liberty County residents, which there continues to be, and that they will encourage that participation. And to that end, I'll tell you that uh, Mr. Jody Pittman's here, uh, that has a uh, uh, son, daughter, son that swims on that team. And also um, Ms. Ashley McCarran, who contacted us. I think I made a copy of her email for y'all. Uh, both of those are, are local. 
uh, folks for a long time that are have children on these teams and, and have done very well. So I wanted to pass that along as Rob's coming forward. I think he wants to give you an update as you consider the contract. Uh, good evening. Um, oh, sir. Uh, thank you for uh, uh, letting us uh, uh, give you kind of an update on the status of uh, the swim team. Um, I'm going to talk to you about all the great things that are happening uh, right here in, in Liberty County and hopefully answer any uh, questions you may have. Um, it's a brief, uh, it's kind of what I'm going to try to get through real quick. Um, brief introduction. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Rob Jones. I'm the lead site coach here in Savannah. Um, pardon, sir? What did I say? I'm sorry. Uh, right, out in Midway. Um, I'm a uh, veteran of the U.S. Army, uh, retired uh, special agent of the Secret Service, um, and I still um, rehired and knew it down at Fletsy in Brunswick. And in my, uh, in my spare time, which almost seems like a full-time job, I'm a, uh, a coach out in Midway. Um, coaching alongside me is the other volunteers, Coach Donna. She's a speech pathologist. Uh, is her day job, and uh, Coach Scott found is the uh, manager of a Home Depot in Savannah. So uh, together, uh, we uh, we work uh, the swim team in in, in Midway. Uh, I was here last. Boy, it doesn't seem like 13 months ago, but I was here briefing you guys last October, uh, and certainly have a lot to uh, talk about since since then. And again, I, I wanted to thank you all for giving me the opportunity to talk talk about our program and our successes and some of the things that we have on, on tap. Just a quick overview. Hey, our, our swim team, it's, just, it's, not a, it's not a regular swim team. It's, it's a swim program designed to be a world-class program. We're designing, our, our program is designed to take athletes from, hey, I, I walk through the, the, through the, uh, the fence, I decide to join the team. You spend years uh, training and working, and you hopefully achieve your maximum potential as an athlete. And where is, where is the scope of that for some of these uh, athletes? The scope of that is, hey, I'm thinking in a year or two from now, two years at the next Olympic trials, I would guess that some of the members from Midway will be swimming at the Olympic trials in two years. That's the kind of talent we have in the pool here in Midway. Along with developing that talent, I'm going to tell you about, you know, that's only half of what we do. I'd like to say we develop the next leaders that you were talking about earlier, the youth. We're developing that youth into leaders that will hopefully be in this area and lead the next generations of, of, uh, of people here. Um, I'm really pr proud of, of how, we do, how we run our organization uh, to teach the leadership and the mentorship. Um, it's a unique, swimming is a very unique um, sport. No other sport can you have 18 and 19 year olds swimming and working together with the newest generation, the seven and eight year olds, boys and girls, all working together as a team to accomplish the same goal. It's very unique in that way. And our senior swimmers go out of their way to mentor 
and lead the young kids, to set the example. And all these things are happening right here in Midway. So let's talk real quick about some of the, some of the accomplishments we've had just in this past year. Uh, I'm going to throw up some names and some, some accomplishments that are pretty spectacular. Um, probably our headliner has, has been Stephen Jones. I think I talked to, him, talked to you about him last year. Since then, he won the high school state champion, the 6A championship, and the 500 free. He was a 2022 high school All-American in the 100 fly. Uh, this summer, he qualified for three events at the Summer Junior Nationals, which is one of the hardest qualifying events um, for any 18 and under swimmer. He qualified for three events. And today, actually, he's enrolled at Georgia Tech, and he's swimming for Georgia Tech today. Actually, he's at a meet at the University of Georgia and swimming very well, from my understanding. Yenna Park. Yenna Park is a Georgia State senior champion in the 50 breast. Multiple high school top finishes. And I wanted to mention her. Uh, she just accepted a, an appointment to West Point, United States Military Academy at West Point. It says a lot about your character and your leadership ability to get selected to attend West Point. We have amazingly fast swimmers on the, on the rise. Amy Schonk, who trains with us, second in the 50 free at the uh, age group state championships. Currently, right now, she's ranked 17th in the country in 13, 14 girls, 50 free. There are 400,000 registered USA swimmers in the United States, 8,000 in Georgia. 400,000, that's a lot. And of the 13, 14 girls, she's ranked 17th. Pretty amazing. Reese Jones, another up-and-coming swimmer. In the last year, she's won 10 individual state Georgia championships. 8,000 swimmers in the state of Georgia. Clubs in Atlanta with over 1,000 people on their team. She scored more points than any 11- and 12-year-old girl this last meet than any other 11, 12-year-old girl in the state. Her, her times as a 12-year-old rank her nationally in multiple events. Midway resident, Max McNeil, last state meet, 50 freestyle. Head going into the turn, just barely missed, finishing fourth high school state meet, 13, 14-year-old boys. Lost the race by 24 hundredths of a second. That's your local, local swimmer doing amazing things. I've talked about some of the swimming things. We have other swimmers that do amazing things outside of the pool. Natalie Cousin is probably going to be the Richmond Hill High School valedictorian. She's a drum major for the high school. She's also a high school swim team captain. Wyatt Hayes last year, Naval ROTC scholarship, four-year appointment to Auburn. These are, the type of, these are the type of individuals that we have leading our swim team every day. <clears throat> so I've gotten them here. I've told you a little bit about some of the people that are really fast in the pool. Those are not all our success stories. Our success stories, and just as amazing, are ones just like River McLaren. Golly, it was probably six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, she joined our club. She couldn't swim more than a few feet. A month later, She's in one of the biggest meets here in Savannah, probably 1,000 people in the stands, 
and she's swimming in her first race. It wasn't an easy 25. She swam the 50 backstroke. It was absolutely amazing. The 50 backstroke didn't get DQ'd. She made it the whole way, and she did it very fast. This was after six weeks. I didn't tell her mom this, but it almost brought me to tears. Um, just a, what an amazing job uh, she did with her hard work and the mentorship from some of the people on our team. Uh, just an amazing accomplishment. And you won't read about that in the paper anywhere, but these are the kind of success stories that we're having in Midway. The next one I wanted to talk about was another little girl, 11-year-old girl, uh, not much of a swimmer. She had swam her first middle school meet and hadn't done very well. And uh, parents asked us, hey, said, hey, can you help her out a little bit? She swims with us for, for two weeks, comes back two weeks later, in her 50 free, she cuts 14 seconds off of her 50. That's almost like cutting 14 seconds off your 100-yard dash, if you can imagine. Just an amazing accomplishment in such a short period of time. And these are some of the success stories we're having in Midway. I think we've talked to you guys about this before. Hey, we're doing good things for the community, uh, not only representing uh, Midway in, in Liberty County, but I think we do a really good job of being stewards of your facility. We are there literally seven days a week. My, my swimmers, my senior swimmers practice seven plus days a week and doing dry land um, on their own outside of that. The, the lifeblood of their success is that swimming pool. They take care of it better than they take care of their own home. Um, if we didn't have that, they would not have a place to swim. So we spend a lot of time and we are, a lot of, we are very good caretakers of that pool. We clean the pool more than anybody else. We clean the restrooms, the deck. We monitor the facility. So when the county employees aren't there, I'm checking uh, daily to make sure the water's right and everything's right so we can actually have practice. Um, pool covers. We spent this past year, it was, it was last October, we spent over $10,000 to put new pool covers on there to not only save the heat from leaving the pool, but it will save for evaporation purposes. It will keep the Liberty County water bill lower uh, than it normally would be because we have the covers in place. Um, saving anywhere from 10 to 15% on your water costs just because of having those covers on. I'd like to think we've been very good, uh, provided some service to the community. In April, I met with the, uh, the uh, director of the Parks and Rec. I actually offered him, and, and I, we had some discussions last time I was here about lifeguards. Some of those lifeguards that I mentioned, to, or some of the swimmers I mentioned to you were available to be lifeguards. I offered six lifeguards up to the Parks and Rec Recreation Department if, if they were interested. They didn't take me up on it, but I had those caliber people interested in working for the county. Um, oh, by the way, all of them teach swim lessons and volunteer to teach less swim lessons in their free time. I've also offered up to the Parks and Rec Department, I offered, excuse me, I offered to uh, coach a community swim team here in Liberty County for free. Just wanted you to know that was available. I, ha I said I would put it together and run it for free. I have not heard back about that. What's that? I have not talked to the Board of Education. Um, for the community swim team, I, I, it, was, uh, it was through Georgia Parks and Rec. 
So I, I talked to the um, com uh, director about that. I have been in communication with um, assistant principal, is it Wilder, at uh, Liberty County High School um, about Savannah swim team funding uh, for the first couple years, funding a swim program, fully supporting their uh, swim program until they get on their feet through facility and through coaching and monetary funds. So that offer has been made. We're gonna put together a more formal uh, offer to, to the high school and pro to the school board uh, in the very sh short future. Uh, as Mr. Brown said, we've provided discount to Liberty County residents. Um, and something else I, I'm, I'm extremely proud about, anybody that's walked onto our pool deck we're open to anybody from any county in any financial means. We've never turned anybody away from our team because they could not afford to swim on our team. Our teams um, provided goggles, um, uniforms, swimsuits, uh, equipment, um, entry fees to people that could not afford it. And I'm very proud to say that uh, uh, Coach Joe and I have done, um, agree on this, and we'll continue to, to that will be our philosophy uh, continuing forward. We have had a few challenges. Um, as I said, hey, our, our goal was to build a, a world-class program, a uh, program that Liberty County is, and Midway is, is proud of. Um, some of our challenges during the summer schedule, um, this past year, we have not been able to practice in the evening as, as much as possible. Um, I'm hoping to work through some of those uh, issues with the, the director. Uh, unfortunately, last year when we were, could only practice two evenings a week, I lost about 25% of my team. Some people just can't practice in the mornings. So um, I lost quite a few swimmers uh, since I wasn't able to have evening practices. Um, and Holiday schedule, uh, unfortunately, lately, uh, the, the county has not been able to provide um, representate, representation at the pool for us to practice during some of the holidays. I'm afraid world-class athletes practice almost every day. Michael Phelps, famous swimmer, he's famous for swimming five years straight without missing a day. If our swimmers miss, uh, our competitors are just getting ahead. So I ask uh, if there's any chance, um, any possibility for some help uh, in scheduling, it would be very much appreciated. Uh, I have three families here that are represented all from Liberty County, uh, the Pittman family, the McLaren family, and the Phelps family. And Mrs. Phelps asked me if I could submit, um, uh, put, a, put, put uh, uh, some information that she, she into the, to the briefing that she uh, wished uh, for you guys to read. Um, and by the way, I wanna say, hey, I don't know if you've ever, I don't think you've ever heard of any, anybody heard any complaints from the Savannah or issues with our team? Our team represented by three swimmers here, could those kids been any better during the meeting? <laughs> they sat there, didn't say a word, I tell you, uh, Great kids, great families, and um, they represent Savannah swim team in and out of the pool um, with just uh, just class. Um, it's a class organization. Um, the parents, 
and uh, the staff are, are just excellent. Um, and I'll leave it at that. I appreciate you giving me uh, the time to talk. I'd love to answer any questions. Any questions? I don't have. Yes, sir. Pretty much the same. Uh, thank you for your presentation. The kids are well behaved. They no. are. And, uh, and my, the parents wanted me to say, if you have any questions for them, they're happy to, uh, they're happy to come up and answer any questions if, if you wish to speak to them. Wish them continued success. Continued success. On to the Olympics. That's right. Mr. Brown? Yes, sir. So uh, we'd like to ask the board if he'd go ahead and, and uh, renew the contract facility use agreement. Uh, the date did change because of tonight's date, obviously, uh, but it is for uh, 12 months. Mr. Chairman, I just had a question concerning the contract on there. Did we just add that fee for the employee? No, ma'am, actually. Has actually, that been on there? Yes, well, actually what's been happening is the reimbursement of the expenses, um, and this, this is why it's simplified, each, each month the recreation department would actually look to see which employee had to offer assistance while the facility was open. And, it, and they had varying um, degrees of, of, um, of wages uh, based on seniority. And so they had to do a tally each month. That would then be tallied, sent to uh, Mr. Jones and those to look over, and then they would remit payment. What, what this, so yes, short answer. Yes, that fee has been on there. Uh, it's just been paid differently. This flat rate will help them know what a standard will be going forward. Now, the overhead rate has not been there. But as you know, in all of our contracts uh, for, for this, we, we do have that overhead charge. You think that that's something that maybe the recreation department could help him with as far as the holidays? You well, know, so, I know it. So, so we've had the discussion about the holidays. person have to be there? Well, we've had the discussion about the holidays. So while we couldn't require a county employee to be there on a county holiday, what we did ask, I did ask the director to do, and we've agreed to do, is to say, look, there may be some county employees that would like to work to earn some overtime, which would be reimbursed, uh, obviously. So we're going to start extending that offer to the county employees to try to make them available if they want to be without forcing them to be. So the a county employee has to be available if, if on deck whenever if, it's open? As long as our facility is open, liability-wise, there has to be a county employee on is, Are they on deck? They're not wandering around? They're, they're actually, depending on whether it's the facility manager, mm -hmm. he may be wandering some uh, with his other duties, but there is somebody there on site while the pool is open. Right. It meets the, set, it meets the requirements that the county attorney and others have been concerned about with liability. Mm -hmm. Is that person, I'm, I'm just asking questions because I need to be educated. Does, is that person a lifeguard or is just an employee that's just hanging? In some cases it's a lifeguard. There. Yes, yes ma'am. In some cases it's a lifeguard. In some cases it is facility manager that's there uh, for that facility. In other cases it may be actually um, the pool certified operator that's there. But there, and that's the reason we want to try to standardize that for both parties to make it easier. That's how okay. we come up with the flat rate. Most okay. of the times it's a, it's a recreation department facility. Okay, okay. Most of the time. Mm -hmm. So it has to be someone, excuse me, I'm sorry. Go county ahead. employee. County employee. Right, that, but what I'm saying is a county employee in a recreation department or just a county employee? I'm really, I, the, yep, the yep. reason why I'm asking that question, I'm just trying to see what their, their duties are, why they're there. Are they, if, if they're just there for legality? 
and saying that we just have a, have to have a county employee on. It needs to be somebody, yes, it needs to be somebody that is a county employee that's familiar with that pool operation. Okay. But they, they have no, I'll say this, they're not pool operators most right. of the time. Right. Even the lifeguards are not pool operators. I, I, don't, I, don't, I think there might only be one in the county that's certified. That's correct. Um, okay. Pool operator. So most of the time, most of the time in the ten Present. months, except for the summer season, we're getting a rec department person that's not. Is They're not a lifeguard and they're not familiar. Most of the time, they're not familiar with the pool. In fact, they're coming to me. I'm I'm a former certified pool operator. They're coming to me asking questions. So if there's issues with the pool, I go to them and they call up. They need, and they need to be a recreation department employee. Yeah, okay, I got it. Okay, okay. right. I, I was just trying to figure out, I understand you were saying that liability, but I was saying mm -hmm. if it's this that. Legality. Well, liability and contacts, and well, liability has got to be a county employee. Secondary, it needs to be somebody associated with that department that's over the administration okay. of that department. Okay, because, okay. right. yeah, because if we just need a county employee and they're reimbursing, yeah. I'm a county employee, right? <laughs> <laughs> Time off sometimes. <laughs> Legality and, and whatever else you want to call it are liabilities, but if the employee is there, who's liable when somebody gets hurt? Well, I mean, uh, obviously, there's a couple things again. They they have to they furnish insurance um, as part of this contract. So, as that would happen. Uh, everybody would get sued. Now, who would be liable in the end? You know, we own the pool. They're using the pool. We'd both be brought into the lawsuit, and somebody would decide. So, actually, who would be ultimately liable wouldn't be necessarily clear. But we would all be sued, and that's the reason we require the extra insurance. And I think it here says we won't hold you. Like in the contract, it says we won't help hold I mean, you liable. That's, that's on you. But, yeah, you won't hold us liable, but you're right. But the plaintiff, really, really, <laughs> plaintiff here is everybody. not. Yeah, yeah, is not exempt anymore. So. Okay. Uh, our swim team is covered by USA Swim Insurance for for these things. Absolutely. Right. Okay. Yeah. So there's double coverage. So. Mm -hmm. so Mr. Just the swim. Is it? And it, and it is the Liberty County pool as part of. Liberty County is uh, listed as a municipal employee. Yes. And that's what it's required on. Yep. We, we ask on all these types of things that they list that they're listed. So liability and legality is, can be, uh, you know, liability. I understand it being legal, to ha you got to have somebody there, but Three if somebody three. gets hurt, is the yeah. county liable and the swim team are going to share that? Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Even though we got somebody there. Yeah, could be. So that's what the commissioner. Fraser was saying anybody could be there, or or is it that we're providing? It, it, it's not. It's not just about having somebody there. It's about having the right person there that understands the contacts in the division that runs that operation. Okay. Yeah, having somebody there from building maintenance or from permitting and zoning or county commission. No offense, <laughs> would not have those. Would would not know what needs to be done in an emergency situation necessarily. And, and at this particular time. One person that's qualified? Is that what you're saying? Well, you've got one certified pool operator, which is what you you only need for two pools. I mean, that's fine. There's no there's no state requirement you have one for every pool or anything. Uh, in fact, he actually helped, if you remember, the city of Hinesville with the, with the water pad. Uh, but, yes, we've got one certified pool operator. That's correct. Okay. 
And those are, I'm sorry, those are the people, you say certified pool operator, they're the ones that are responsible for making sure the chemicals are balanced, uh, making sure they're there for the state inspection reports that go, and things like that. So they're not actually functioning the pool every day, and the pool does not have to have one every day to open. So it's, it's somebody that meets those state certifications. Guaranteed a motion. So moved. Second. Okay. Well, y'all are ready, huh? Yeah, you're ready. <laughs> Keep up the good work. What appointments? Okay, we read it, uh, Mr. Chairman. Um, we need to take this Thank you all. Yeah, we've had. Um, okay, you're good. Let <laughs> him stick around a little bit longer. <laughs> the, the selection committee, um, we we didn't meet in person, but we did meet electronically over email, and we're ready to make um, appointments for the development authority and for the board of elections and credit stars. On the development authority, um, <clears throat> uh, um, majority vote, uh, we recommend Marcus Sack. And I'll second that motion, Mr. Chairman. Okay, motion second that we reappoint Marcus Sack to development authority. Any further discussion? All in favor by show of hands, please. Mr. Sack is reappointed. Thank you, sir. On the election <clears throat> registrar's board, um, also, um, by majority decision, uh, you want them one at a time or all, all of them at the same time? All the same. Uh, have we done the, we better do them. One at a time? One at a time, I think, the commissioners. Okay. Um, safe side. Okay. Um, by majority decision, we um, recommend John McIver be reappointed. Is that a motion? Motion second, we reappoint John McIver. Any further discussion? All in favor, show of hands, please. Mr. McIver is reappointed. Next. And by majority decision, again, we um, recommend Ms. Linda Martin. Ms. Linda Martin, is there a second to that? Second. For the discussion, all in favor, show of hands, please. Ms. Martin is reappointed. Serving a long time. And uh, also by majority decision, we um, recommend Ms. Sharon Terry be reappointed. Second. 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 All in favor, show hands, please. Ms. Sharon Terry is reappointed. Enjoys that. Um, also, by majority decision, we recommend that Ms. Stephanie Woods be reappointed. Second. Stephanie, motion second to have Stephanie Woods reappointed. Any further discussion? All in favor, show My hands. My friend. <laughs> Harold Woods, though. And, um, also, um, Mr. Chairman, we, uh, by majority decision, we recommend Ms. Vicki Cook be reappointed. Vicki Cook reappointed. I second the motion. Second. For the discussion, all in favor, by show of hands. Ms. Cook's reappointed. Right. Okay, and we received um, letters from the, the Democratic and the Republican Party. The um, Democratic Party, um, they support, and we all recommend Kesson staff would be real point. Right. Can I a motion? Let's see, do we vote on those? Or the, these are the appointments. Okay. Okay. But we, we received a letter um, of support for, from the Democratic Party for McKesson Stafford, Jr., or Senior, 
and um, we received one from the Republican Party for Greg McDougal. I have a motion for reaffirming the receipt of those two names. I may. Second. Yeah, we're we affirming that we did receive the names. Yeah. All in favor, show hands, please. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Chairman, what, what I was saying earlier uh, on this, you know, this, this public notice was um, advertised on the 19th and the 26th in the Postal Courier. Mm -hmm. And uh, the people, I mean, you know, we may have had the people that wanted to be reappointed, but it could have been 50 people that all that mm -hmm. applied. Mm -hmm. And it says, in black and white, um, Donahue made sure that that is um, for a four-year term. Now, you know, the, the staggering and, and, and all this and all that, I mean, that, that's something that we can talk about later, but um, that's what these people applied for, and that's what we just appointed them for. Okay. Duly noted. Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, sir. Is that it? Yes, sir. That's it, Mr. Brown. Brown. Straight it up, Dick. Where are we with the license for our EMS service coming over to the county. I had some uh, conversation email-wise this week with um, about getting some of the language drafted to send up to the state to consider during this term of legislation a change in that law that would allow those licenses to be transferred versus forfeited and then had to reapply. If you remember, that's what we were trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. We've had indications from General Assembly they would entertain that. And so that, that language is being drafted so that it can be considered uh, in Atlanta. So what we're looking at, what, what, what length of time are we roughly looking at now? Just don't. Well, so, so, so if, you, if you think about it and the General Assembly passes that, is, is allowed to pass that, it would happen during their next term, so it would be no later than March that it would be approved, if not before, since it might be local. Uh, well, actually, it would be a statewide, but let's say by March. And then, uh, depending on the active date that's put in the bill, it could happen immediately after that. Okay. And the only other avenue that's out there, if it doesn't pass and the law's not changed, and I know you remember this, it would basically be for the, uh, the license to be turned in, so to speak, on a certain date. And then it basically comes up for a zone application, and we would apply for a zone application in that. And then the EMS council in the region would make recommendation to the state on who to award the license to. Okay. Any announcements? One note, uh, just the mayor's Thanksgiving celebration. And I think y'all got a copy of that on Sunday, November the 20th. 6 p.m. at the Cathedral of Praise Church. The master ceremony, Pastor Richard Hayes. Mm -hmm. and I did have one last thing if we could go into executive session and look at land acquisition. It won't take me just a second. Okay. Just an update. Entertain a motion to go out of executive session, mm -hmm. executive session for land acquisition. Second. Second. All in favor?
Oh, yeah, that comes to me. Yeah, it's coming to you. Yeah, you have a chance to vote. Go down and you get a call. I'll say it. You going to vote on it? I'm ready to go. Yeah, motion to adjourn. So moved. Second. Second. All in favor, show of hands. Thank you, Val. My brain was. Thank you.